And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello and welcome to another We Are Me podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan from Simon St. Gales and as always I'm joined by the one and only Mr. Kieran Flynn or is it Dr. Kieran Flynn or Father Kieran Flynn at this stage? I'm working on the doctorate now, it takes a while but there should probably, I think I get offered a few from the University of Nigeria every week in my emails, I must take one. <laughs> yeah, they cost you a few bob though so well. Um, I suppose uh, it'd be rude not to start off by speaking about the All-Ireland final that was played on the weekend uh, once again. Mead were not there, but uh, our near neighbours, the the si- <laughs> our, our near neighbours who wear the same colours as Simon and Gales, the sky blue and navy blue of Dublin, um, winning their four in a row. What did you make of the game against their own? I actually enjoyed it a lot. Now I had the, I had the luxury I was able to get up to it uh, with my father. We always go every year together. It, it was a very enjoyable day out. Like, Do you not feel bad taking a ticket on a true supporter of one of their own counties? Absolutely not. The amount of hours I put into it, they should be, they should probably get a red carpet for me. No, <laughs> no only it's just a to match the hair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's great to go every year and delight. It's it's one of the great moments. But the hurling final is probably better for a neutral than the football. But the football, even though people lament about sides of play and all that, it was a very exciting start. It like was the first seventeen minutes until they got the goal for the penalty, yeah, which I do think it was a penalty. It was, of course, it was a penalty. Uh, Tiernan McCann clearly can be seen putting his hands on the chest. Of and the, his head, you kind of follow through yeah, on him too. And he, and, and he knocks him over and you can only tackle the ball, as we know, in Gaelic football, as all referees adhere to, as, as we've seen. You're very consistent. Years. The refs are always, they're like, it's like the same referees every game. It's very consistent. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if there is any referees who tune in, uh, just, uh, just to let you know that uh, anything I do say to you on the pitch is never meant. And, uh, you know, I'll always shake your hands after the game. We're actually a nice guy. You have the right to remain silent you do don't forget that as well <laughs> I do but uh, the game is a spectacle or how do you see uh, the state of of, of, of the uh, of football in the GA at the moment as we said the hurling is at its highest ever it's it's absolutely phenomenal and um, this year was just incredible watching all the games do you think that the the, the football needs to follow a similar route um, because I know the pundits on RTE on, on Sunday night made a, fair, a few very good points about it yeah, I think football potentially the fact that Tyrone opened up and they were very successful early on, hopefully, is a bit of a blueprint to say that we don't need to go into a shell and kind of defend like like basically put that as the premier primary focus. But I think I, I find it's nearly sometimes the clinical uh, shooting is the problem. That like Tyrone had sixteen wides and a lot of them weren't exactly the hardest shots. Not to say it's easy to kick a point in Crow Park and Ireland final, but they didn't convert their chances enough. And I think. It seems to be shooting. The skill of shooting needs to be improved an awful lot, and I think we'd have a lot higher scoring games. And I think the these defensive shells would be broken down a lot better if the shooting got better. 
see, the thing about the defensive shells that I see is that, we'll say Carlo, for instance, are coming up against Dublin. Mm. They can't go out man for man. It's just not possible. No, they're, they're not going to win they're, anyway. They're three or four grades below them. Yeah. So their only chance of winning is put 15 men behind the ball and counter-attack and hopefully maybe get a win like they did against Kildare this year. But if you put Carlo against Antrim, or Carlo against Leitrim, mm. they're going to play a different style of football. They're going to play attacking football. They're not yeah. going to go into that defensive shell. So maybe <clears throat> there is uh, something to be said for breaking up the, the All-Ireland Championship into a couple of different championships, have teams playing against their own level. Mm. And then you'll see like teams going out and attacking because you don't have to go into a defensive setup. Like if, if Cavan were going out to play against Dublin as well, automatically they will turn around and say, we need to go into a defensive setup. Mead this year, because they're playing in Division 2, mm. knew that we need to adjust our system and maybe play a bit more defensive. So you can see why the lower ranked teams go into this defensive mode when they're playing against a way higher ranked team uh, uh, when it comes to championship or, or, or well, it is championship. The, the pundits on, on RTE on the weekend, on Sunday evening, they did say that the most enjoyable football that was played this year was in the leagues. Because teams are, there was much better games of football in the league because teams were playing against uh, similar um, level uh, teams in, in those divisions. Absolutely, and I would be an advocate for change like that. I actually, I'd always say that, but the national leagues are the best football to watch. Like, if you use a simple analogy compared to club football, like, it would be a ludicrous thought to put the likes of Dunsany in the same group as, we'll say, Naval Matney, Simon Sound and St Peter's Dunboyne's first teams. Yeah. Like, no one would ever say that. Put a junior team like St Paul's Clooney or someone who are playing junior C football. Yeah. You, don't, be... you don't hear Dunsany uh, or, or Moyla or any of them te- teams turning around and saying, but we want a chance to win the Keegan Cup. No, because we know, you like, know. and we, like, the the junior and the intermediate of the places where the smaller club want to be and maybe the like of a Curra for example have done great got to senior but they've earned it by winning junior winter and intermediate and like it'll be cyclical they probably will be relegated at some stage maybe not next year or the year after but they probably will come back down again it just depends but as you said no one would ever question that like and it can happen that it may be a big team like Mead for example we mm-hmm. dropped down we probably did drop to an intermediate standard yeah. if you look at it like that but we definitely have the potential to be a senior champion at inter-county level Maybe it would be a great stimulus. Maybe if we did win, like our ladies are in the intermediate final. Absolutely. So why, like, Big shout out. like you know, like it's not, like it's not a, a what would be the word, like a, an insult that me they're in the intermediate ladies. That they're going to hopefully win that, deserve their chance, go up and compete at the next exactly. level. Exactly, and 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 they're making progress. And yeah. they every year they go out, they're competing for something mm. that they, they know is within their grasp. Yeah. They know that intermediate. If they were playing in the senior All Ireland ladies this year, they'd probably know that the senior All Ireland ladies this year wouldn't be within mm. their grasp but winning an intermediate brings you up brings you up that level and you know right well we're starting the, the, the blocks here the building blocks mm. for winning a senior lady so I think it's a no brainer I think and uh, um, the president of the GEA Mr Horn he did mention that um, uh, on RTE as well the other night that they have started looking at ways to try and improve and maybe change the championship but again looking at the game itself um, Dublin like a, a well-oiled machine, they're like a, a, a German car, they just work so efficiently. Mm. Um, uh, Cluxton's kick-outs, 24 out of 26. They work a lot of money as well, oh, I was going to say, I thought you were going to put that in as well. <laughs> well, I never said that, <laughs> I, I, I didn't need to mention that, we mentioned that a couple of times on podcasts, mm. the funding that they get. But, um, you know, they really are a well-oiled machine. People are asking, is this the greatest team of all time? 
I think that's a hard one to say. Maybe you could say it's the greatest squad because if you look over the four years that they've won the All-Ireland in a row, only six players have started all of those four mm. All-Irelands. If you look at the Kerry team that did it from 78 to 81, they had four, 13, I think, started the four games and maybe 14 started all four of them games. Mm. And the fifth one in a row that they were going for against Offaly, they had uh, 13 of the team that started the very first one. Like, I know so, what you mean. So, so maybe it's not the greatest team, maybe it's the greatest squad. And, well, and Dublin probably have played more games. You know what I mean? Because Kerry probably only played, what, three games in Munster? semi-final and the final maybe five games six yeah. games max sure like Dublin would play that nearly especially with the Super 8s now like it shows yeah. their longevity that they can keep winning and like I said the Fenton stat that he's never lost a championship game is yeah. serious like that's absolutely incredible like it's just it just says it's a different level like it's kind of a it's kind of like the luxury that I would have had growing up where Mead were very good and now it's kind of distraught the fact that they're not as good as they were like Again, something growing up as a dub now it's, horrible, it's horrible seeing your neighbours taking that mantle from you Yes, it's, well, yeah, well, that's the kick, kick me when I'm down. Well, look, that's, that's the All-Ireland final. Um, and, there's always uh, next year, Johnny Logan. Always, there's always next year. He was, was down at electric, electric Picnic, so maybe he, was, he didn't mind too much, don't think. Were you down at Electric Picnic? I didn't go, no, no. But I heard about him. He's supposed no. to be, what's another year, isn't it? What's another year is right, and, and maybe next year, who knows, hopefully we'll make some progress with the Mead senior team, Andy. Uh, McEntee and his charges hopefully can build on this year's performances and uh, when you look at it Tyrone went to an All-Ireland final Mead should have beaten Tyrone Tyrone's uh, year turned that day after beating Mead in a game that they should have lost um, so maybe it's something like that that we need a kickstart that a game that Mead should have lost or something like that or they come back and get a win that could give them that little bit of confidence going forward but that was the All-Ireland Championship and that was again the the Dublin making history being the uh, third team uh, to win four in a row and who knows next year they could be the first team ever to win five in a row and wouldn't bet against them anyway. we wouldn't bet against them anyway to move on we're going to uh, speak um, about uh, local matters um, the Ted Murta's uh, Ted Murta of Trim uh, the Senior Hurling Championship quarterfinals were on uh, Killian were taking on Trim and uh, the underdogs here Trim being from uh, from Group B of the Championship coming out with a great win here 24 points to Trim Two goals and 15, that's 21 points to Kaline and Trim booked their place in a semi-final. Kiltail, uh, the, the reigning champions who stuttered a little bit this year, were going out against Longwood, um, who had a great season um, in, in uh, Group B of the Championship. Topping their group, they came up against Kiltail, probably the team they didn't want to meet, and uh, Kiltail showed their class, winning on a scoreline of 5.18 to Longwood's 10 points. Longwood, of course out in the Intermediate Football Championship as well next weekend but <clears throat> that sees the semi-finals uh, um, taking place on the 15th and 16th of September semi-finals spots are Kiltail versus Rathoth and Kildalki versus Trim and uh, Kieran, I suppose your thoughts on, on those games Trim with a little bit of an upset there against Kalyan yeah, well, we, we kind of briefly talked about that the last day that that was going to be the one that was going to be hard to call because we did kind of say Kiltail were going to have too much for Longwood uh, yeah, Kalyan had two bad results in the round four and five in the hurling, yeah. and we were kind of wondering would Trim have enough? And then, like the likes of Alan Douglas, is he had a great game? Like he's such a he's such a great physical specimen. He's so powerful and athletic that he was really dominating, you know, full forward. I think Trim, like it's kind of it's just we're a bit structures. If Trim actually are lucky enough to win the senior championship, 
they'll be playing in Group B next year. Yeah. Again, which is kind of is a strange one. I saw Fergal Lynch of the yeah. Me Chronicle tweeted about that the other night. Um, somebody was uh, explaining how the team that Liverpool have come up against in the Champions League were very, very annoyed and had uh, said that they shouldn't be coming up against Liverpool. And he says, well, hang on a second. Lads, do you think that's bad? Trim could go out and win the Senior Hurling Championship this year and still be playing in Group B of the Championship yeah, yeah. next year. So um, there'd, there'd have to be something looked at if they did go on and win the Senior Championship, though. I, it's it is, but you, you you earn what you do, like, and they finished second. Like Longwood were the better team, but we did say Kiltail probably weren't going to be envisioned to be in the fourth place. So Longwood probably got a got a poor run. They didn't play as well Longwood as they normally have been playing this year. Yeah. Not to say I don't think they would have beaten Kiltail really any month of Sundays, but Kiltail and Trim be interesting now, especially with the semi final coming up. Kiltail and Retoth Retoth have been the form team, so I think Kiltail should have enough to beat Retoth. And Kildaki should be trim. And then you're going to have a Kildale, Kildaki final, which has been kind of the two best teams. They have been the two best teams for the last yeah. few years. And Kildaki do have enough to, to beat Kildale. Not to say that they will, but they will definitely have the potential there. Like, And you and mentioned if, something there about Killeen. Killeen with two bad results in, in round four and five. They were topping the group after round mm. three. Um, and <clears throat> two bad results see them, saw them sorry, dropping down into third position in Group A um, and they they could have had they won one of those games they could have uh, been in the semi-final and wouldn't have had to worry about a quarter-final No yeah and, and they'd be disappointed themselves I know they, they played a challenge match the week of the the runner-up and one or two of their key players actually picked up knocks and you could tell when you were watching it like I won and name the players because they, they won't be happy with it but the, they did one or two lads and they had strapping and stuff that maybe I don't know playing a challenge match on a Monday night of a, of a championship week can be a great idea or it can be maybe a foolish idea in this scenario but uh, it all depends on the result absolutely like you're a genius for saying oh match fitness if you win and then when you lose you're like why are you putting player burnout no like it's always that is something when uh, like I, I'd be always one to cite like the certain fixtures done this way and that way and you'd wonder about the way they're done and then when clubs get a break in the calendar they have a challenge match which is kind of it's kind of an ironic one we get too many games yet we need to supplement them with challenge matches but it's kind of a, it's kind of a, I don't know, 6-1 well, after, Yeah, it? well, see, the, there's that big gap where you don't play anything and then all of a sudden... You see, the hurlers games. play, but the non-hurlers don't. That's kind exactly. of the big difference. so like. it's, it's, it's a toughie, but uh, two semi-finals, as I said, they'll be played on the 15th and 16th of September. Kiltailvi versus Rotote. Kildaki versus Trim. Rotote was still in the running for doing a double this year at Senior Championship and Senior Hurling. I think the last team to do that was in Avano Matney's in the early 80s. So, um, Clemesson did it back in 1938 as well. Well, did it in 1938? Back when when it was real, real men's. You were were at that game, were you? Yeah, I only saw the second half. I saw the second half, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, and then another result was the Senior Hurling League Division 1, the O'Grownie Cup final. That saw Kildaki and Rathout, the two semi finalists. Um, from the senior championship taking each other on and that finished 19 points to 16 in, in favour of Kildaki so Kildaki with uh, uh, a win under their belt in a competitive game as they run into that um, uh, uh, senior championship semi-final against Trim so that's the hurling uh, round up for, for this week we're going to have a look forward now to the quarter-finals and the preliminary uh, quarter-final of the the junior championship um, and then we'll move on to the intermediate and senior championship but uh, tonight Dunsany are taking on uh, the Wolf Tones at 8pm in screen 
um, in the preliminary quarter-final for the Junior Championship, the Chotton Terrick Junior Championship, and uh, that refer- that game is going to be refereed by Paddy Nealis. Um, Wolf Tones, who lost last night to uh, Gail Column Kill in the preliminary quarter-final of the Senior Championship, they could be a little bit depleted tonight going into this game. Well, hope oh God they are. <laughs> so they put on as many lads. They put on eight subs and they got thrown out or something. Right? But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. It's it's hard to know. At this stage, they probably have their panels kind of set. Maybe I didn't hear what happened last night in Castletown. If they brought on any extra junior players, but I don't think Dunsany they'd be going in with a positive outlook, saying like, "Well, we have our own lads. We'll pick our best team and hope to win." Like we've won a lot of games on screen actually in the last year or two. Hopefully that it's under the lights tonight. It'd be interesting to see how we get on, but. Don't say they have a good chance, and, and then they play Karen Ross if they win. So they don't say any lads will fear nobody. Same with the tones. Like it's just a, a junior championship match. They'll go out and give it hell, and hopefully it's a good game to watch. Now I'll be there tonight myself. Well, I'm going to take notes as well in all these championship games. I'm going to put in our predictions. So you're saying between Dunsany and Wolf Tones, I'm presuming that you're ah, going you have to, have to go, go with your own, yeah. Yeah, and I'm actually going to go with Dunsany myself just due to the fact that Wolf Tones had that game last night and they had a hurling match on the weekend as well. Yeah, they didn't play the junior on Sunday, but they played intermediate hurling on Saturday and the yeah. fo- senior football last night. So. Hopefully they're they're sick of football and just give a walk over. So we're both <laughs> going to go with Dunsany. And then the quarterfinals uh, this weekend, uh, St Vincent's v St Bridget's, that's Saturday at 3pm in headquarters, Park Tolchin. This is going to be refereed by Hugo Horsky. Um, St Vincent's and St Bridget's, uh, who do you see winning this one, Kieran? I know we spoke about these last week on the on the podcast, but we're actually going to get the predictions today. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I think um, the Bridget's should have slightly too much for the Vincent's, but it's, remember we said, throughout the year, Vincent's have been kind of picking up good results and maybe they have a team that they were what they won the junior B two years ago wasn't it 2016 mm. and they might have maybe seemed a bit out of their depth in the first year but definitely this year they're flying and it'd be hard to go against them but I think Bridget's Ballinacree will just have enough to beat them Kieran is going to go with St Bridget's and I'm going to pick St Vincent's for this one we've got our first discrepancy on the paper the first one you so, were wrong in your minute so the first hope. One, some of us one of us at least one of us is going to be wrong I'll draw hopefully draw could be both <laughs> and then uh, on Sunday at 12pm in Trim sees the Beliver taking on Dunshockland the referee for that one is Marcus Quinn um, Dunshockland finished second in their group taking on Beliver here Beliver very very strong um, I myself can't see anything but a Beliver win here but uh, Dunshockland as I said, picked up a couple of wins towards the end of that uh, the group stage and seemed to be motoring well, but I'm still going to pick Beliver. I think yeah, with Beliver and a lot of the Kildaki lads doing so well, and I think it's when a, when a club is winning, it's always very positive atmosphere. When they're, they're going to football training, it's going well. They go over to the hurling training, it's going well. and I think it's a good atmosphere to be in, and they're quite a good team technically on the field, so I think Beliver have to be the team to win that. As yeah. I said, Beliver and Canaros have been the ones we've tip from the start exactly yeah Beliver and Karen Ross going well and I, I did say that if St Peter's Dunboyne can get a run as well mm-hmm. this could be their year and funnily enough that's the next team that we're going to mention St Peter's Dunboyne taking on Moila this is at 1.30 in Trim on uh, Sunday um, and the referee for that one is Andrew Smith so um, I've already said it I think St Peter's Dunboyne are just going to be too strong I know Moila um, probably won't like me for saying that but St Peter's Dunboyne They've got a huge catchment up there. They've got um, a lot of good footballers uh, throughout the, the club and they seem to be doing everything right. And they're, they're favourites for the senior championship too. 
Yeah, I think uh, St. Peter's, uh, similar to Simonstown, uh, all their teams qualified for the knockout stage of the Championship, which is always an impressive feat, especially for Dunboyne in, in the higher, like in the Junior A and the Senior. Uh, I think Dunboyne, like, well, I wouldn't... Mila got to the final last year and they were probably were a surprise I package. I ref them the quarter-final against Wolf Tones and they were very strong. Good Tommy Riley and Turbo and a few of these lads, like, they're playing so many years, like, and Melia, and they're just... It'd be hard bet, but I just think the fact Dunboyne have such a good, strong youth setup coming through, you'd have to say Dunboyne are going to win that. But that'd be one maybe if Myla do scare them, that wouldn't be surprised. Maybe the experience that Myla will have, because I know that St Peter's Dunboyne, what they do is they blood the younger players mm. through the through the junior and then move them up uh, through the ranks. Maybe the experience of Myla will stand for something in this game. Um, I'm I'm just picking the youth. Purely because they're going to be, they're going to have the legs for the game of Dunboyne. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's like you know yourself. It's it obviously is a physical and it's a an athletic sport, but there's a lot to be said for the psychological, mental attributes the players yeah. have, and maybe some of the Milo lads, the the older troopers, will be able to pull them through it. But at the same time, Dunboyne will have a lot of people to bring on and a lot of good minor teams and under twenty one teams and. I think St Peter's will just have enough for them. We've, picked, we've both picked St Peter's Dunboyne there for that game. And then the last quarter final, no fixture as of yet, we can't see it at the moment, is uh, obviously Karen Ross, they were the winners of Group A, and they're taking on uh, the winners of the preliminary quarter final, which is Dunsany and Wolf Tones tonight. Um, I'm. Look, Karen Ross have been excellent this year. We pointed out uh, Karen Ross. Um, uh, Beliver and, and St Peter's Dunboyne has been three teams now this year that have really impressed in that junior championship and, and, and I really do think it's between the three of them I don't see the winners of Dunsany or Wolf Tones having enough for Karen Ross I'm going to pick Karen Ross myself I'll, hold, I'll keep me powder dry until the, tonight's game yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no answer there that's a, that's a strike I'll be Dunsany Dunsany when they're going to win the whole thing I mean, Dunsany don't put pressure on them no problem at all um, ok then that's the junior championship again those games taking place this weekend get out and support your teams and then in the Mead Potato uh, Company Intermediate Championship the um, Preliminary quarter final was played last night between Dundery and Dalik Bellaston. It was Dundery who came through in that game. We both had said that that was going to be a hard one to call, but Dundery, who have kind of flattered to deceive this year in in that championship, came through a tough game. And maybe maybe the whole fact that it's knockout is going to stand to them. Uh, you know, they're they're a quality side, and maybe. Maybe they only get going at, at knockout stage, um, and that was a huge win for them last night. Yeah, I think for for uh, Dunderry, we were kind of kind of bit disappointed in some of their group games. Yeah. Maybe that, but then they did have a lot of lads away for the summer and that, and they're all back. So, I think that that uh, that enigma of the J one was going to, obviously, it's no longer a factor. Everyone is back now, and they're they're back to school, as they say. Like myself, you know, we're on, we're like it's championship mode fully. There's no more holidays, no mess, and everyone's back. To be interesting to see Ballinabracky, who I said have been strong all year, they're a well well organised club. They get the games played. I think Ballinabracky should be strong enough to beat Dunderry, but that's a, that's a big one to call. Well, we'll start with that one then. Ballinabracky versus Dunderry Sunday at six thirty in the home of the Keegan Cup. That's Simonstown Gales. Sidden, Simonstown Gales. Uh, he's still perched up there at the yeah. bar on Simonstown. Six thirty Sunday. Full of brandy. Balnebracky <laughs> versus yeah, sure, none of us drink. Yeah. Um, Balnebracky versus Dundry. Referee for that one, Martin Griffin. So 
Um, you're, are you going to pick Ballinabrack or are you going to pick I think Dundry? so, Ballinabrack. Yeah. I'm going to pick Dundry in that one purely. I just think that they're starting to hum at the right time. Ballinabrack, of course, um, you know, have been excellent this year. But Dundry, last year's beaten finalists. No, St Michael's was it? Sorry, St Michael's last year. Um, Ballinabrack couldn't bet Curaha. It so is right, yeah. It was tight enough. Um, Dundry have a nice scattering of, of, of really good players um, a couple of county uh, panellists in there as well Paddy Kennelly is a huge player for them and if if Dundry can bring a bit of regression to their game I'm going to pick Dundry for this one I think as I said the Bracks they have a good team um, Nicky Judge Chris O'Connor don't let me down Dundry they've um, Quinn in the forwards like, yeah. you have Carroll they're just a good team Trout, like it's a it's a hard you no know, smash mouth football team as we said before. Like they're, they're well able to play the game the right way and the hard way. So I think the Brax will do it. The Brax for for you. We're going to move on then to Longwood versus Trim. This is Saturday, four thirty in Summerhill, and the referee for that one is Richie or sorry Richard Morris. And uh, uh, Longwood and Trim, a nice little local derby there. Um, and Longwood having lost in the hurling on the weekend. Trim having won in the hurling. Uh, with, uh, with some of the, a lot of their players back, the young fellas back, uh, Tohar playing well for them at the moment and whatever. So th- it's a hard one to call, especially a local derby. I'm going. Do you know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to pick a draw at full time. I'm sure you well, but I have to extra time. That's a well, no, no, no. We're, we're, we're betting. We're, we're betting on the sixty minutes. Uh, I I have my heart in Longwood, but says. It's like Daniel O'Connell, my heart is in Rome, but it's me, me heart, my head says trim. So you're going to go with trim. I think so. Just about. A, but it's hard to bet against Borough and Mickey Burke, but I think it trim. is. I just, I, I just, I, I just have a feeling now that it's going to take a second day or a, a second bout to um, to to separate these two teams. And I know you say local derby, but when you when you're driving that Longwood Road, it feels like you're driving for about three hours. It doesn't feel like a local <laughs> derby. You're up and down and up and down at the bottom. feel like you're in a different county, so you do. Yeah. Practically are. Uh, the next game sees Ballinlock taking on St. Michael's. St. Michael's last year's beaten finalist. This game is at 6.30 on Saturday in Carnaross, and the referee for that one is Bernard Heavey. Um, St. Michael's, again probably let themselves down in the final last year and want, will want to right the wrong of last year but Ballinlock have been flying as well so this one's a tough one to call Gil. as I said it before beware of Paddleburn he's coming for you That's a, I think Paddleburn's had a great cheer I, I think. I'm writing it in as we speak Ballinlock for you yeah, I think Ballinlock will, it's hard like, I know that they were the beaten finalists after St Michael's but I just think Ballinlock will just have a bit it's ever slightly that's, that'll be more I think it'll be closer to a draw I think Maybe the Michaels will beat them, but I think Ballinlock have a Shawnee Garrett, you know, the good lad they have there as well. I like Ballinlock. So you're going with Ballinlock, yeah. and I'm going to go with St Michaels. I just think that they will want to get back to a final after their performance last year in the final. They did so well up to, in the lead up to it, but they just maybe just came up a cropper in the final and didn't didn't give the best account of themselves. They'll want to put that right. The next quarter final will see Sidden taking on Oldcastle. This is Sunday. 2.30 in Park Tolshin and Jerry McGivney is the referee for that one Sidden and Oldcastle Oldcastle another team similar to Dundery we said they were going to fly high this year they've stuttered and they've started and they've stuttered and they've started they found themselves in a quarter final Sidden who have been excellent um, uh, and uh, flying through through the group stage uh, coming into this game on a high will the experience that Oldcastle have stand to them or will Sidden and the youthful Sidden team come through this one 
Well, it's a repeat of the Division 3 final in Partholchen this year. Oldcastle won that yeah. by a close enough margin. I think Oldcastle will have enough. As I said, I, I've thought early on in the year that they would have been one of the teams to beat. The likes of Paddy Gilson, he's a, he's, he's a wily old veteran at this stage. And yeah. he, he marshals his troops very well. It'd be interesting to see with the likes of the Rowe brothers and Sidden are, Sidden are not an easy team to beat. And they probably had the the good resurgent run at the end of the group stages to to get them to the top of the top of their group, wasn't it? And I think it'll be it'll be an interesting game. I think Oldcastle will have enough. If that was in headquarters, I think it'll be Oldcastle probably Suit a bit more bigger bigger occasions maybe and played a bit more senior football recently and yeah. I think they'll have enough for it. I agree. I, I, I had Sidden written down for myself. Um, that was my heart. Well, you, you saw and my then, answer then and you changed it. Like no, school, no, no. Copying in school. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, it was my heart ruling my head. I, I want to see Sidden win this. I just think that Oldcastle are just going to have a little bit too much for them in that quarter final. Now, look, we could be completely wrong on these uh, Probably all bonkers wrong, but sure, it's a bit of crack in you. But sure, it's a bit of crack and we have them all written down. We'll be able to score them up next week. That's the Mead Potato uh, Company Intermediate Championship Roundup for the quarter finals. We're going to move on now to the Fairy House Steel um, Senior Championship. The preliminary quarterfinal took place last night in Castletown. It was Gail Column Kill of Kells taking on Wolf Tones, again a local derby. These lads know each other very well and it was Gail Column Kill of Kells who came away victorious by 6 points, 3.13 to 1.13. And by all accounts, it was a fabulous start by Kells that saw them winning this game. Uh, at one stage they were leading by 2-4 to a point. Uh, before Wolf Tone started to come back at them, um, Finn Finn uh, Finn Riley with two goals, uh, or Fionn Riley um, with two goals. It was uh, a penalty for Bino, and a think, penalty yeah. for Bino early uh, early in the game. I think that was in the first minute of the game. So wonderful, wonderful performance by uh, Kells, and they just managed the game out. I was watching. I was I was following it on Twitter. I didn't get over to Castletown. Um, I was following it on Twitter, and every time. Wolf Tones got a few points in a row to come back at Kells. Kells were able to uh, stem the tie, get a few points themselves, mm. and just keep that distance. They, they, I don't think uh, Wolf Tones were able to get within four points of them. Um, they peaked uh, too early at the Camorra's penalty gate. Exactly, yeah. That's they're all exactly Ireland in the bag, and <laughs> But a good Why win. Why win for the Kells? county when you can win the All Ireland? <laughs> and that win sees Kells, uh, St. Colm Kills of Kells. Uh, or sorry, Gail Column Kills uh, of Kells taking on Dunboyne in the quarterfinal. That quarterfinal is going to be Sunday, 6.30 in Dunshockland, and the referee for that one is David Goff. Um, that's the prize for Gail Column Kill after beating Wolf Tones is uh, quarterfinal, <laughs> quarterfinal against the favourites for the senior mm. championship. Absolutely, and I know you. I know the way you're always diverting away from Simonson, but that's always. I did. The listeners know that they're they're savvy enough to know that. But St Peter's are definitely going to be one of the teams to beat. I think Gail Column Gill, though, we've said they've rocked into semi finals, they've got to Fesh Cups, league finals. Like They're no slouch and they're no. a good team. And St Peter's and Boyne won't be saying to themselves, oh, grand, Gell's like, they'll be thinking, oh, Christ, they're tough going. Like I just think that, I just myself, I just think that Dunboyne are going to have too much physicality for Kells and I think that it's going to come down to the fact that it's in Dunshockland Dun as well it's a narrower pitch than Park Colchin um, I was only wondering when I, when I saw the time half six on the Sunday they're probably going to need the lights so it's probably going to be on the new pitch I'm only thinking is that, does that change the dynamic at all well maybe um, I was, I'm not sure what pitch it's going to be on because they did for the the game on Saturday with Dunderry and Delique they put the lights on at half time so I presume they obviously played on the new pitch right so that's right. the dynamic that could I don't know do pitches have that much of a say in it it's just 
slightly, it well, just it changes would, the dynamic. It, it would a little bit because you look at Kells and they're not like uh, physically tall men. Mm. You know, uh, Dumbayne are physically big, strong, tall men. Um, so a, a larger pitch means more space for the smaller lad to run into and yeah. get around the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas when, when the pitch is a little bit narrower, there's less room to run into. He has to try and go through a tackle. Yeah. So I just see Dunboyne having a little bit too much strength and physicality for Kells. Um, and th- that's why I'm picking Kells. I, I have great love for this Kells team. I mm. love watching them. Yeah. They just could do with a few big men. Yeah. Do you know, they really could. They're tough men. They're just they're not tough. big. They're, they're just, just not big. Yeah, and, and, and they've got some real terriers. Yeah. They're, like a lo- they're like 15 Jack Russells yeah, yeah. running around the field with a ball and you can't take it off yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. But if you get over and grab one of them, <laughs> that's yeah. a different story. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to pick Dunboyne for that quarter final. And uh, I know a lot of people in Kells and uh, and I, I do like that Kells team, as I said. Um, but I just see the physicality of Dunboyne coming through. Absolutely. Says, I know my father taught nearly the, any, any, any of the lads that went through the, the national school, St. Column Kills, my father would have taught them all football in the coming of one school years, like they would have all. The, the Mickey Newman age group, all them lads who won coming of one school Division 1, they actually, they would have bets and Oliver's, a lot of the Simonson lads playing that time. A lot of good, I said, a lot of good footballers, but just, as you said, size maybe is going to be a potential. Size matters. Yeah, but St. Peter's have a, well, you said it. <laughs> St. Peter's have a lot of good, skillful footballers too. And Donald Lennon, of course, is, yeah, a, is our county free taker. Yeah. Like, if he clicks on freeze. You know, you have Stuart Lowndes and you have Gally in the McCarthy. middle of the field and you have Robbie McCarthy. And, you know, you've got you've got a multitude of good footballers in Dunboyne as well. And, uh, like, you know, you, you look through... You look through the Kells team, and and they they've got a multitude of really good footballers and young footballers as well. Like Bino Hanlon, okay, he's a little bit more of a, an elder statesman on that team. But you've got Young Foley, you've got the Rileys, Seamus Matamo up there as well. Like so, it's it's a hard one to call, but I am going to go with Dunboyne on that one, and uh, I think you've picked Dunboyne as well for that I one. Think so, yeah. So on Friday night sees Summerhill taking on St. Column Kills in screen at 8pm. Referee for that one is Cormac Riley. St. Column Kills in their first ever senior quarter final uh, taking on uh, the, the, what would you call them? The, the, the perennial powerhouse. The perennial powerhouse of, of, of Summerhill. Um, you know, the season campaigners in senior football. So uh, for me, I think that it's going to be a step too far for, for St. Column Kills. So I'm going to pick Summerhill in this one. Absolutely. I know the county committee meeting on last Monday night there now um, Summerhill had an objection in they didn't want to play under the lights and screen on the Friday night they, they thought it was a slight against the, the quarter final that should be played in the daylight and screen that's any time they said in the daylight so it's interesting I don't know maybe the, the load of lads can't see in the dark or something I don't know they're, 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 well if the lights were any good you would, you'd be able to see it wouldn't be dark but that's yeah. the thing and in fairness uh, to Summerhill and this is no slight on screen at all um, but those lights in screen just, are not strong the they're, they're, I don't think that they're strong enough. Um, screen have done great work on their, on their um, pitches and on their clubhouse and everything over the last few years. And it just in, in a couple of, in, 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 on the side of the pitch and towards the corner of the pitch, um, it does get very, very dark. Um, and it's more like a training, um, training floodlights than, than actual match floodlights so I agree with them on that um, I do think that that game should be played in the daylight yeah well I, I would agree with it uh, the lights I know we played um, we played uh, junior semi-final or yeah quarter-finals there were Dunsany before and um, it is maybe the lights aren't up to scratch anymore like they were similar a lot of places like even Simon said the lights were the best in the county when they were built first Yeah. but just the standards of lights are just getting better and better and better 
and our actual standards get better and we, we just assume that they should be nearly played in perfect light and that's the way the lights like just say in Abbottstown the National Games Development Centre it's like playing in the daytime it's brilliant mm-hmm. so maybe it's the only thing for Shreen they can set their sights with being up doing the bulbs and that and upgrading facilities because I said they have one of the best facilities in the county and it's, it's only right that they get top games and keep building on their facilities and then your prediction then Summerhill or St Colin Kills <laughs> in the dark in the dark <laughs> orchestral movers in the, in the dark is it the, I think Summerhill is a perennial powerhouse as I called it there dude. you're going to go for Summerhill as well I've picked Summerhill so um, orchestral manoeuvres in the park yeah. OMP United yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just thought I'd throw that one in OMD was the was the band that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't reference association football I no you know. wouldn't of course you wouldn't uh, <laughs> instead of everybody being inclusive we have to be completely exclusive uh, anyways uh, Saturday uh, 4.30 Park Tolchin um, Rathote and Dunamore Ashburn this is my favourite game of the weekend David Coldrick referee in that one that's a massive game for both of these clubs and a massive local derby Rathote versus Dunamore Ashburn well you can see like that's the, that game's in part and David Coldrick's ref because it's probably it needs probably the best ref in the country probably well he's definitely in the top two or three they're all mead men now as well in the top three <laughs> you know, as, if, as for everything a bit of bias but Colin McManus is one of the best referees in the country absolutely as well he's just throw that in. well he is in fairness he's on the national ladies panel as well yeah. so he's well oh, I know there. that Colin is a good lad and the refs like they, 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 they have a hard job as well but that Rotot Dunamore game is going to be a serious game Rotot bringing so many county players with them Dunamore maybe have they taken ever so slightly a step backwards from county finals I don't know it's hard to know have they yeah it's just maybe they take a step slightly back and are told they're coming forward at pace. I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting one. We're told probably slightly better, but and as we said, we're told are playing in the semi final of the uh, senior hurling championship as well. So um, they have a chance to get both of their teams into the senior championship semi finals. Um, I just feel that Rathout are going to have too much up front for uh, Dunamore Ashburn in this one and I'm going to pick Rathout. Um I just think that when you have uh, the likes of uh, the Wallace brothers and you have um, what's his name God, it's, it's Brian, name. McMahon. Brian McMahon Brian McMahon up there you know um, I, I just think that they're, they're they're very very strong when going forward they've got speed um, I just I just and Park Tolchin is going to suit those lads um, Brian McMahon you know always good for a goal I just yeah I just think that they're going to be hard beaten in this one and absolutely I have to back the hurlers anywhere at all they're in the hurling back so down. you're going to pick Rotot as absolutely. well absolutely and I said Summerhill is a lot of lads from Kiltail playing hurling or playing football with Summerhill so it just shows you when you've got a good panel of lads in both sets like it helps you know Simon's going to have to start hurling a bit more now the well way. in the senior so far we haven't had any discrepancies we're both going for Summerhill we're both going for Dunboyne and we're going, both going for Rathout there is one other uh, uh, quarter final taking place this is on Sunday in Park Tolchin at 4pm it is the the boys from screen taking on the Northside Blues Simonston Gales at 4pm as I said in Park Tolchin the referee for this one is uh, Colin McManus and uh, this is a huge game for both of these teams. Um, well, all all quarterfinals, I suppose, are huge. Um, but Simonstown, uh, obviously, having won two championships in a row, will need to be in the semi-final to keep their. Uh, uh, I suppose to keep. You don't want to be losing a quarterfinal stage having won two. Uh, championships in a row you really want to be pushing on to keep that momentum going if they were to lose this year in the championship t- 
to keep it going for next year. If you lose a quarter final stage, you know, that could be bad. Whereas Screen, they need to win it for a different reason because they're rising at the moment. They've got a lot of young footballers coming mm. through um, and they need the experience of getting to semi-finals and finals back in that club. I'd say, yeah, if, if you looked at both teams, if you looked at maybe just take 25 as, a, as an age, that Simonson are probably the better team for all players 26 years and older. Screen are probably better from maybe 24 and younger. But it's hard to know which is which is going to get you over the line, the experience or the youthful exuberance. It's, it's hard to know. Yeah. I think the, win, the the experience of winning two championships in a row is going to be serious for Simonson. And a few, a few wily old veterans like yourself have used that phrase already. You could never know what's going to chip in or... <laughs> Take a chip off or whatever way you were looking at, but I think screen. But then they were in the league final. Yeah, the, the flying back in Colum Kale in the last championship match. Very hard team to beat. Again, like we talk about perennial powerhouses, is the phrase I use with Summerhill. Like tradition has a lot to be said, and yeah. screen are a long, long, long time. They fear nobody. Football. They fear nobody, and uh, the nice jersey as well. It must have not, not that the, the, the double colours aren't nice, but. I think the blue and white now the good clubescent colours are nice so. oh they are they are they're nice nice jersey but uh, looking at it like Harry Rooney um, you know Paddy O'Rourke uh, you know two, two small men two <laughs> small men you know for, for screen they're really With the driving force combined nearly <laughs> at least maybe but uh, like you know they're they're what carries that that screen team um and now that's not to take away from any of the other players, but they're because they do have some great youth uh, and young young players coming through in that screen team. Um, I just it, it, this is a very very hard game to call. It really is. I think I I'll have to go with screen anyway, just for the crack of it, because you're in a win win. If you if you if screen wins or the bit of crack and I win. Like, Always say that I was right and you were wrong. <laughs> or whatever yeah, well, obviously I'm going to be picking Simon Stone for that one. I can't. can't uh, it's, like it's like Dunsany. It's like Dunsany. You you have to pick Dunsany. You've actually picked Dunsany to win the senior championship. So, um, in what two two and a half years? Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. the inter the, the yeah, junior yeah. championship. So, two and a half years. Yeah, so look. So that's that's the roundup of the the Ferrier Steel Senior Championship again. All quarterfinals taking place as we said, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this weekend. There's a lot of football going ahead this weekend, and um, you know we are at a stage of the football year where uh, we're going to have a gap from the quarterfinals. I think of three weeks to the semi-finals. Only in the it? senior. I think the intermediate semi-finals are going ahead in two weeks. I think. Right. There's just a slight discrepancy in the fixture schedule. Normally it was just football hurling, football hurling, but now I think the senior is getting an extra week off. So it, I think the intermediate final or semi-finals mean two weeks time. Excellent stuff. So before we finish up, anyway, I just wanted to bring up a couple of things. Uh, the Fish Cup, the fixtures are coming out for that at the moment. Is so that right? Games on Monday night, like the teams that are out of the championship, they're kind of they're they're trying to get same with the Brennan Davis Cup and the hurling. They're trying to get them games kind of out and it's kind of an interesting schedule. Like with the Brennan Davis Cup, for example, the county winners, the final, the county finalists. We'll get to play in the Brendan Davis. They'll come in a later time, but the finalists, the winners, won't actually. Yeah, it's going to try and mirror the senior championship, try and get it played. It's disappointing again that the first cup, as we mentioned, uh, is being played at this time of the year when you know it could have easily been ran through the summer. Why is there? Do you know? Is there any reason why the first cup wasn't ran through the summer? Well, I have my own personal reasons, and then probably the the party line. And but the I, party line, yeah. <laughs> but I know it's hard to get fixtures played, and I think there is. There is going to be um, club forums actually, and there's going to be a players forum coming up that was agreed the other night at management, and it was mentioned at county board that we're actually going to invite in the captain and vice captain of every team in Mead to come in, and it's no disrespect to the county board delegates, but the realistic point is that they were all very much avid and active players, 
just the fact that it was maybe 20, 30 years ago when they last kicked the ball. Yeah. I think we have to tap in directly to the players to decide future championships and say, well, do you want to play the Fesh Cup in July when they're lads in J1? Do you want to play it as a pre-season tournament? Do you want to play it when there's hurling weekends on? Like, what Like what do players want? What What's the best way to run things? Well, the thing is, is that we want to play football in the summer. Yeah, and not be twiddling the thumbs. You know, you know. You, well, like, the inter-county took over this year with under-20s and minor. The round robins, and I think lads didn't want to play obviously championship games without them players. That's fair enough, but yeah. there's no reason we couldn't play Fesh Cup or League Absolutely. with the under twenty players. Absolutely, and I, I think that it was uh, it, terrible to see that we had the greatest summer uh, known oh, to the man. The pitches were unplayable though. No. Too dry, <laughs> yeah. too dry. You couldn't play on them. Yeah, that was it exactly. But we had the greatest summer known to to mankind in Ireland and. Uh, we didn't have a game of football played well, so, worry, the, as the you league, said we, it was too dry we couldn't even water the pitches because there was a whole spike band well I've seen a lot of pitches getting watered now but I'll keep that to me the river don't, squ- don't you want, squeal you want to be guarding the boy in 24 hours a day um, don't worry the leagues will be back the first week of, or the last week of January so don't worry there will be football yay. in January yay in January <laughs> um, just as well before we finish up as well we want to say um, best of luck to the Mead ladies uh, who are taking on Tyrone in the intermediate final on the 16th uh, Sunday the 16th in headquarters Crow Park um, we're all looking forward to uh, the ladies uh, doing well in that hopefully and um, uh, just before we go as well the house draw Kieran um, we're, yeah. we're going to keep mentioning that house draw I was talking to a few people today I was talking to a man from Dumboyne Football Club today who didn't even know about the house draw so you know I told it to him and uh uh, explain. Did he buy a ticket off you? Well, not off me. I didn't have them there then. He said he's going to go back to the club and he's, going to, buy, he's going to buy three of the tickets. Yeah, it's slowly, just it's slowly kind of spider webbing out. Just, but the first, yeah. the first draw is in October, so it's only six weeks ago. Yeah, we just we six have to be selling. Yeah, we have to be selling tickets like hell and keep spreading the word, keep spreading it. And so it's building the future for. We talk about the ladies and the All Ireland final. Like they're going to be in it. The the Camogiers, the underage, the goal games, you name it. Partholch needs to be built. And, I think as well, just one fine thing on the ladies, like the tickets are only twenty five quid for adults to the All Ireland yeah. final. Like, like I know the 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 tagline from Lidl is serious or isn't a re- serious support or real fans, whatever they call it, isn't it? Yeah. I said like if if lads were the amount of people crying to me looking for tickets for the All Ireland hurling football final, and then people won't be coming looking for a ladies one now. So I think it's a time if you want to get to an All Ireland final in Crow Park, here's your chance. It's not going to be eighty thousand full, so if you want to get there, get your ticket support need. Yeah, absolutely, and, and get out and support these girls because they've had a, a phenomenal year um, and really pushing on. Hopefully, they can take on uh, this Tyrone, take take this Tyrone team on in, in, in Crow Park and, and get the win. Um, Sick of them be, twice, but beat them again. Be, well, we owe them a beating <laughs> yeah. from the men's, yeah. so we do from earlier in the year. And hopefully, if you hopefully the refereeing decisions don't go against them, we'll just say oh. that. But. Um, Anyways, no uh, <laughs> that's that's the ladies. Again, the house draw, get your tickets, get your club. 100 euro gets you a ticket into one draw. 250 euro gets you three tickets into three separate draws. 12,000 maximum tickets per draw. Um, you can win a house worth nearly 300,000 euro for 100 euro. It's, it, it's, it's a no-brainer. Get out and get your tickets. Um, it's not that far from your house, so you'd be good neighbours, good neighbourhood. Like. Exactly, like you'd be just across the road from me. Um, <laughs> I can come in and do my podcast with you. Yeah, yeah, and the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks again for listening. Follow us on Twitter at We Are Mead. Follow us on Facebook, uh, We Are Mead. And remember, We Are Mead by Matters More.